Add a personalized touch to your greeting cards this holiday season with CardsDirect.com. Design your customized cards on CardsDirect.com slash RealSimple and save 25% off instantly at checkout. But don't wait. The holidays are just weeks away. Shop over 5,000 holiday products. Express shipping options are available. Order today. CardsDirect.com slash RealSimple. Hello and welcome to I Want to Like You, a weekly podcast from Real Simple about how to handle the irritating people in your life with goodwill and grace. I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop. I'm the editor of Real Simple. And with me today is Bertha Hidalgo, who is an assistant professor of epidemiology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And we are talking about sick people. So Bertha, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So it's a, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And I, in fact, I may never, ever let you get off the phone because we're heading into cold and flu season, as you know. And I am a person who works in an office, as many of us who listen to this podcast are. And I have three kids, three germy kids. And you have two germy kids, I happen to know. <laughs> I do, yes. So I want to talk to you as both as a, as a scientist and as a mother of Jeremy people. <laughs> um, okay. But first I want to I want to set this up by talking about why this is a I want to like you topic. So, you know, as I mentioned, we're heading into flu, cold and flu season, although as far as I'm concerned, it's always cold season because as my husband knows, I like get any cold germ that comes, I think, within ten feet of me. And so when I have when there are people in my office who are sick and if anyone I work with listens to this podcast, I hope at least two of them do, maybe, you know who you are. There are people I work with who come to work sick, and I say to them, which I'm allowed to say because I'm the boss, okay, go, please go home. You seem really sick. Please go home. And there are some people who go, okay, and they go home, and we're all the better for it. And then some people won't go home. Right. And it makes me crazy. And, and I can't have security escort them from the building. I mean, I guess maybe I could, but it seems like a very small infraction to be escorted out of the building by security. But, you know, how... So my first question to you is, when people, you know, imagine, I guess, the typical American office place, right? So, yes. which takes many forms, I realize. But if you have a coworker who is sick, what is... With a cold... I mean, not with not with something really, really horrible, but with with the common cold. How at risk are you? I feel like you're always at risk, and it's very person dependent, obviously. But the 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 common cold is something that is fairly virulent and can be easily passed on from one person to another. And there are a lot of things that I think a lot of people don't realize about how one can pass a cold, and and you don't just have to be sneezed on in order to catch the cold. So someone can sneeze into their hand, they open the door to the building, you come behind them and touch that same doorknob or door handle, and now you've likely, you know, caught that virus on your hands and you touched your face because you itched your nose. You know, those are the kinds of things that happen at a workplace that can make it very easy for the common cold to be transferred to you. And I am one of those people that has been told to go home because I have been sick. And so, you know. And did I, you do it? Did you go home? I did go home. Good. But it's it was very difficult for me because I'm, you know, if you're an overachiever, if you love your job and, and you feel like you've got this endless to-do list and 
going home is just going to add time to when you can get those things done. It can be very difficult to go home, but I think we need to think about, you know, obviously others in our workplace. I think we need to think outside of people in the workplace. So you've, you've, you're not in a bubble. I mean, maybe you're only in your car, but if you're living in a major city and you're riding the Metro or you're riding the subway, I mean, you're exposed to a lot of other people on your way to work. Some of those people could be unvaccinated infants. They could be immunocompromised individuals. They could be the, you know, people who are very elderly and can't withstand the common cold. And so I think those are the things you have to think about when you have an illness like the cold or flu. And do you, so let's, th- let's talk about that germ that's on the handle of the door that you just put there because you have a cold. How long does that germ stay there? It's not long, and and usually the virus is communicated in, in molecules. So when you cough, if you've got tiny droplets of saliva, and or when you sneeze, that you've got you know mucus coming out of your hand. That's that's usually the way that this virus is transmitted, and so it's not going to last long on a dry surface. But I think that one needs to be cognizant that that is one way that we can transfer it. And so then we need to be very careful about when we touch doorknobs that we wash our hands immediately or that we don't sneeze into our hands, that we sneeze into a tissue and immediately throw it away and wash our hands. Or, um, you know, the, the more recommended way of coughing or sneezing is to do, into, do it into your upper sleeve. This wasn't a thing when I was a kid, but all of my kids, as I mentioned, I think I've got three kids, they all sneeze like into the or cough into the crook of their arms, yep. which I think was like tattooed somewhere in their bodies when they were like in kindergarten, as you have to do this. But is that so that's effective? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. I mean, it, cap, it, does, it won't capture everything. And, and kids are probably less careful about containing their sneeze or cough in the crook of their elbow. Mm-hmm. But I think that it helps eliminate the uh, spread of those droplets, right? If you're sneezing into your arm or your sleeve, as opposed to just sneezing into the air. This podcast is sponsored by CardsDirect.com. You know what's coming. The holidays are only weeks away, and before you're busy with gifts and parties, it's time to order your personalized greeting cards. CardsDirect.com provides custom holiday cards for both businesses and families, so you can send something truly unique this Christmas. Shop over 5,000 holiday products. They make it easy to order and offer express shipping options. Right now, Adulthood Made Easy listeners will receive an exclusive 25% off automatically this season when they visit cardsdirect.com slash realsimple. Order today and tell them that we sent you. Cardsdirect.com slash realsimple. Now, what do you, so how do you, and, and bring your kids and, or the rest of your family into this if, you, if it's relevant, how, what do you do if you're healthy, and even if there aren't sick people around you, but what do you do to keep yourself healthy? I mean, we've all heard, like, wash your hands frequently. Are there any other, th- I mean, A, is that, is that really sound and super effective? But are, are there other things, too, that you can do to, to keep yourself healthy if there are people around you who are selfish and keep 
being in public right. <laughs> when they're sick. <laughs> so, right. So you mentioned hand washing. I think the the big thing people can do is to get the flu vaccine. Oh, right? And that that usually becomes available, I want to say, in October is yeah. when most places start to have the flu vaccine available. You know, it takes some time. So you don't have immunity the minute that you get the flu vaccine. You sort of, like, build immunity over time. I think it's two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And so you you need to really get it as soon as it's available so that you have that protection against the flu as the season progresses and flu cases increase. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing you can do is go and get the flu vaccine. So you mentioned hand washing. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that you can do is keep your hands away from your face. Okay. So don't touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth, you know, try and avoid doing those things as much as possible. Because even if you are touching those doorknobs, or if you happen to have shaken someone's hand Mm -hmm. who is sick, and then touch your face. You know, that's one way that you're immediately transmitting the virus to your to your body. Mm-hmm. So avoiding touching sort of the places that are wet, right? Like your eyes, nose, and mouth are, mm-hmm. are another way that you can prevent infection. You can do and you can tell your kids this as well. Although that's extremely hard. Yeah. Well, I think my kids think I'm insane. I feel like every time they leave the room and come back in, I say, wash your hands. <laughs> oh, I know. And my son will say, well, mommy, but I, you know, I, I used my foot to flush the toilet. And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's a very enterprising kid. <laughs> so, and what about, what about things like Purell? I just, you know, the office that at Real Simple just moved to a different location in Manhattan. And I now have to take the subway to work, which I didn't before. And I think on day two of taking the subway, I stopped and I bought a little bottle of Purell that I put in my purse. And as soon as I get off the subway, I I put Purell on my hands. And I just, I, I feel a little crazy doing it, I've got to say. Yeah. But am I crazy or am I being smart, I guess is the question. Well, you know, no, I, I, think, I think you're being smart in that you're taking extra precautions to avoid any transmission of virus. To, to your body. Mm-hmm. So the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, yep. recommend that if you are going to use hand sanitizer, it should be at least 60% alcohol, which Purell is. Okay. Purell is like 63% or something like that. Oh, that's um, interesting. Are a lot of them not 60% alcohol? Um, and so you have some that I that have like aloe in them. Oh, or, right. Um, you may find some that are sold, say, you know, maybe at the dollar store that aren't as concentrated with with alcohol. And so actually it's, it's ethanol that is the active ingredient. So you, you just have to make sure that when you buy the hand sanitizer, you read the label and it says it contains at least 60% ethanol or alcohol. Mm-hmm. And that should be somewhat effective. It's not as effective as washing your hands. And, you know, there's a science also to sort of washing your hands to avoid illness and they recommend that you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds thoroughly with soap and that you fully dry your hands. Oh. So something else that the Centers for Disease Control recommend is that you dry your hands thoroughly because wet hands are more likely to spread germs than dry ones. Okay, so can I ask you another topic related to this new office we just moved into? Yep. So, and I promise this will be the last thing I'll say about the new office, but the bathrooms are gorgeous, 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 brand new. But the water is not hot that comes out of the tap. Yeah. So is that a problem? 
Um, not to my knowledge. I don't. I don't have a lot of knowledge about hot water necessarily contributing to uh, greater elimination of germs. Really, I think that. Um, you know, if you if you were to use hot water alone, it would need to be scalding hot to to remove germs. Right. But to my knowledge, and you know, again, I I may just not be aware. But um, but yeah, I don't. I think uh, as long as it's water and soap that you're using to wash your hands, I'm not sure that temperature plays a big role. Well, that's amazing. Okay, so. I want to recap. Well, actually, no. You know what? Can you just, do you have any, any either sort of personal pet peeves related to sick people or related to your kids and sick, you know, germ transmission or any really clever final tips that you use in your own personal life? Because you do, you are an epidemiologist, which probably 99% of the listeners of this podcast are not. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, right, we're, we're reaching the end of our time here, but are there any sort of last nuggets you could leave us with? I think that foremost, we need to be good citizens. And whether we are the sick individuals or we are around other sick individuals, that we need to share that information. I think sometimes people are, are either embarrassed or they don't want to admit or they think it's just allergies, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we need to be more aware of what our current health status is and share that with others because we don't know what their health status might be like. And, you know, I, I have a friend who not too long ago was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. And so she was immunocompromised for some time. And, you know, me and my germy kids wanted to go and see her. And she was, you know, unapologetically very upfront about the fact that she could not be around sick people at the time. And, you know, if, if we could just wait a little while to go see her because she needed to stay free of any germs. And so I think communication is really important, whether it be in the workplace or at home or amongst friends, mm-hmm. that it's really important that you say, you know, we, we've we got two coughing kids this weekend. Y'all are welcome to come over, but there's a risk that your kid might get sick or that you might get sick. And so, you know, come at your own risk, for example. Mm-hmm. But I, I think in the workplace, it, it can vary. Not everyone has the luxury of taking days off or maybe they've run out of sick time and can't do that. And so I think that's when it's important to take some of these other precautions and, you know, maybe wear a face mask. Or if you are a person who gets sick very easily, then you might yourself wear a face mask. And this can apply to travel as well, where you're in a contained space and maybe you're really stressed about catching something that someone has on the plane. And so those are the sorts of things that I think we can take with us as we move into this cold and flu season. So as we wrap up, Bertha, I have an assignment for you. I think you need, or an idea, I have a business idea for you. You need to find a way to make face masks cool. You need to find, you need to partner with somebody in the fashion world and make a really fabulous face mask. That's Um, an excellent recommendation, (laughs) You obviously have the scientific chops to know that this is an important idea, but we just need to change our culture to make it 
you know, to make it something people want to do. So yes. next time I have you on this podcast, it will be as the epidemiologist and the inventor of this amazing face mask, I hope. <laughs> I hope so, too. That sounds fabulous to me. Okay, so that is it for this week's episode of I Want to Like You. We have heard from Bertha Hidalgo, who is an assistant professor of epidemiology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Thank you so much, Bertha, for being here today and for all your great ideas. Thank you so much for having me. Our producer is Tim Einenkel. I get a lot of heavy lifting help on this podcast from Caitlin Peary at Real Simple. So thank you to Caitlin. Please let us know what you think of this show. Our Twitter handle is at Real Simple, or you can tweet irritating people to me at KVanOgtrop. For more on irritating people and how to handle them, go to realsimple.com. And of course, subscribe to us in iTunes. For Bertha Hidalgo, I'm Kristen Van Ochtrop. Thanks for joining us.